the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tired of the negative news and flash over substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamlined, news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening and welcome to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick and my co-host Larry Dersham and I always bring you an important colorful list of guests every week and we are absolutely honored to have a very special one with us tonight. Larry, who do we have on the line? Yes, Wendy. Lieutenant General retired Jerry Boykin is Executive Vice President of the Family Research Council. He was one of the original members of the U.S. Army's Delta Force and was privileged to ultimately command these elite warriors in combat operations. Later, Jerry Boykin commanded all the Army's Green Berets, as well as the Special Warfare Center and School. In all, Lieutenant General Boykin spent 36 years in the Army, serving his last four years as the Deputy Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence. Welcome to the program, Jerry. So good to have you. It is uh, wonderful to be with you. Thank you for having me. General Boykin, I understand uh, not only you, uh, obviously we know about your illustrious resume and everything that you've done, which is very impressive, but I also know you are a family man with children and grandchildren um, and also an ordained minister with a passion for spreading the gospel and really encouraging us as Christians to become warriors in God's kingdom. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Larry and I are both Christian lawyers, and we love to hear about somebody with a background like yours who's also spreading God's word. Well, thank you very much. And, you know, uh, I founded a ministry uh, as I was retiring from the Army. I found a ministry called Kingdom Warriors. And uh, I think what God placed on my heart was that uh, people uh, of faith were just simply not uh, recognizing that uh, as Christians, we are in a spiritual battle. And uh, so I was uh, I was led to uh, create this ministry called Kingdom Warriors to talk to people about the whole idea of spiritual warfare and to help prepare them for the battles that we're in as Christians. And uh, and now I think uh, that has been validated just by what's going on and the persecution of Christians uh, throughout the world, but uh, in America as well. So uh, that is my purpose in life now. And, uh, and God has been blessing us with uh, opportunities to do just that. General Boykin, I know earlier this week it marked the first anniversary of our withdrawal from Afghanistan, which left hundreds of Americans stranded, resulted in unnecessary deaths of at least 13 U.S. 
military personnel left some $180 billion of our best military equipment behind. And you, in your view, did this hasty and poorly planned withdrawal weaken America's position militarily in the world and embolden our enemies? There's no question about it. I think this will go down in history as probably the biggest uh, foreign policy failure in, in the history of this nation. And all you have to do is uh, look at what we're seeing right now from Russia and China and ask yourself, would they have done that had we been, uh, had we shown strength? And I think that from the very beginning of this administration, we have seen a number of, uh, of very bad policies that have emanated from it that have shown weakness in leadership of America. We've always been the leaders in, in the world. Uh, and, and now uh, I think that we're seeing our enemies emboldened. And it's not just Russia and, uh, and China, but uh, I think that the terror network is still out there and uh, they're plotting things uh, for America. And uh, then you look at uh, Iran and North Korea, and uh, all they've seen is weakness from us. And I don't think we are nearly as safe today as we have been uh, in previous years. You know, that that was going to be my next question is, how would you characterize our status, our, our readiness, if you will, of a, as a U.S. military um, to protect our country, our allies, and our interests around the world? That's kind of a three-part question, but I'm sure you've Heard that one before. Yeah. How ready are we for this? Yeah, well, all you have to do is look at the fact that our military is having uh, incredible problems recruiting now. At the same time that we're kicking people out of the military because they won't take the vaccination. So mm-hmm. you can't have it both ways. And uh, and why are people not signing up? Well, there's a number of reasons, but uh, part of it is the fact that uh, they see what's happening to our military. They see all of this uh, training that uh, has absolutely nothing to do with winning wars, but it has everything to do with being woke. And uh, we don't need a woke military. We need a military that is uh, that is filled. The ranks are filled with people that understand that their mission is to fight and win the nation's wars. That's what Douglas MacArthur told the cadets at West Point. In 1963, as he stood in the uh, dining facility there, he looked at him and he said, your mission remains fixed, determined, inviolable. It is to win the nation's wars. We are not focused on winning wars. So we're in a decline right now, and we can't even get the people to fill the ranks of our military. It is a sad situation as far as I am concerned, and I think it leaves us vulnerable. This is kind of related to that question. It seems that... uh forced administration of the COVID shots, the introduction of critical race theory and this confusing gender ideology, uh, the attempted tamping down of religious freedom in the military. Uh, Our current administration is trying to weaken us as a fighting force. That's the way it seems. Are even trying to do a soft purge of our military for political reasons. Uh, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I I do. Would you agree with that assessment? I do, indeed. And people say, well, it's illogical to want to reduce the uh, capabilities of our military. Well, it's not ridiculous if you're a globalist, if you're part of the Marxist movement in America. And uh, that's what they want. They want a military that we're not prone to use. As far as they are concerned, 
our military's mission should be to protect the borders of America, but uh, our allies are insignificant and, and uh, unimportant to them. So I think that uh, what we're seeing here is very uh, deliberate. And uh, as illogical as it may seem, you have to look at it through the eyes of the globalist and the Marxist. You know, what's the solution? You know, we're very good about identifying some of these very um, relevant and important issues. Um, but with your background, you probably have an out-of-the-box uh, scriptural Christian gospel-centered solution to how we might improve that scenario. Yeah. Exercise your your most basic right as an American citizen, and that is go to the polls and vote. And be very careful Amen. who you vote for. And and understand that elections have consequences, and we're 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 seeing that now. So we start at the polls, but as Christians, one of the things that I think is most important for us as Christians is that we have to be on our knees uh, and and doing what Second Chronicles says to humble ourselves and pray, and seek His face and turn from our wicked ways. And America has yet to do that. And I think that the, the church has to play a very key role today in helping people to understand that we need to be in prayer. We need to be in constant prayer. We need to be living our faith. We need to be fighting back in a metaphorical way. We need to be fighting back against the evil that we have brought into this land to include those people that we've elected into offices that uh, just should not be there. Absolutely. And I have a bunch more questions, but before we run out of time, I want to make sure we get You have a couple of books coming out or that have just come out. Would you like to highlight those? And also, how would people get in touch with the Family Research Council? But again, I have questions after this, but I did. I want to make sure I get that in. Yeah, we I have two books coming out. One's out. Uh, it's called Heroic Faith, and it is really about... Uh, the persecution of Christians and uh, the way Christians are fighting back. And it's uh, it goes all over the world. It's not just America. It goes all over the world. And uh, we we uh, really talk about uh, not only the uh, the extreme uh, measures that uh, are taking place that, to persecute Christians, but also how people have stood up to this and some of the real success stories in terms of people that have lived their faith under the worst of circumstances and God has brought them through. The other book is uh, called uh, Strong and Courageous, and it is about the life of Joshua. He's my favorite uh, biblical character, and uh, it's really a book that uh, talks about a man that, uh, that did so much uh, in the Bible and a man that had the courage of really of King David himself. And uh, this is a book that is uh, a spinoff from my previous book, which was called Man to Man. And I think that Joshua uh, is a sterling example of manhood, masculinity, uh, even though there's nothing in the Bible that really says that he had a family. When he stood up and said, as for me and my house, uh, you can only assume he was talking about his bloodline, but he was the patriarch of his tribe there at that time. Well, that, that's fantastic. And uh, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but are you concerned with the border? This last fiscal year, uh, fiscal year 2022, I think there's over 2 million people that are crossed uh, the border uh, unauthorized. And uh, In about people... 20 seconds, General. <laughs> Sorry, because <laughs> uh, we're very concerned here in Southern California. Are you... Yeah, no borders, no country. 
We've got oh, to secure our borders. Spoken like someone who's used to doing media. I love that. Thank you for that. Larry keyed you up for an hour and you condensed it down to what we need to know. We want to thank you very much for, for joining us uh, today. What a, what a blessing to have Thanks. you. Thanks. Thank you, General. It was great. Thanks so for much. having me. And okay. thank you God to our you. listeners. God bless yep. you too. Thank you to our listeners for also caring about so many of these important issues. Um, we're going to be discussing more of this after the break, so don't touch that dial. You are listening to Today with Dr. Wendy. We will be back in a flash. News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. So Larry and I were pouring over topics this week, trying to figure out what to talk about. And we really didn't have to think more than about half a second to come up with the number one big story. And that, of course, is the potential unsealing of part of the affidavit for the FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago, the former president's residence. Now, I know there's a split of opinion. Was it really a raid or was it a duly executed search warrant? And we're not going to get into the politics of it, except to say that uh, we are looking at this potential release, which could occur at least in part as soon as next week. But I think Larry and I want to talk a little bit about what in the world is a redacted version of a sensitive affidavit even going to look like? I mean, we've heard from the Department of Justice, um, and a lot of this, by the way, is agreed upon by both sides that nobody wants to put anybody in danger by unnecessarily revealing private information regarding individuals, citizens, even maybe FBI agents who have been threatened. I mean, there's just so much at stake. The public wants to know, why did the Department of Justice believe that evidence of a crime was to be found at Mar-a-Lago. Why did they believe that? But what the balance is going to have to be necessarily is can that portion of the affidavit be released without compromising the integrity of an ongoing investigation? Larry, what are your thoughts on this? Can we do this? Right. Usually they say they don't unmask the affidavit in, in normal circumstances unless there's going to be a charge made or an arrest made. And that hasn't happened so far. But this is extraordinary circumstances. So I think the judge, he gave them one week. I, th- I think from Thursday, last Thursday, I gave him a, a full week the uh, DOJ to come up with their proposed redactions. That's when they basically uh, cover up the names of the people that are involved in this uh, affidavit uh, for their protection. And so it's really interesting about, uh, I don't know if you knew this about Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt. I did a little bit of background fact checking on him First of all, he's the one who greenlit the original search warrant on Mar-a-Lago. Also, uh, Reinhardt donated money to Barack Obama and Jeb Bush. Well, maybe that's not that extraordinary, but just so you know (laughs) where he's at. Also, uh, Magistrate Reinhardt criticized 
President Donald Trump in a Facebook post in 2017. And you can literally pull that up. And isn't it funny how kind of a side topic, I don't know if we want to go that way, but social media, basically people can look up things that we said from years and years ago. But anyhow, uh, Magistrate Ryan Hart did criticize President Trump uh, on a Facebook post in 2017. Also, Ryan Hart once worked as a defense attorney for the people connected to Jeffrey Epstein. Just a couple little side notes there. No, this is really interesting. Let me follow up on a couple of them. Um, first of all, we would probably bore anybody to tears that tried to pull up what we've said on social media because it's always about politics or law. Um, but yeah, a couple other things. Um, yes, he is the one that greenlit the original affidavit, which puts him in the best position to know exactly what redactions he's going to accept. Remember that one week was something that was suggested by the Department of Justice, that they can get it done in a week. Um, you use the words cover up. Will this redacted proposed version be so covered up that it's going to be a black sheet of paper? Or, I mean, you know, or is it going to be a little bit of Swiss cheese? If the former, it reminds me, and I'm going to date myself, Larry, but I know you remember Wheel of Fortune when it would start with this blank phrase and, you know, there was like one consonant and you had to ask Vanna White to buy a vowel. If that's the way the redacted version of the affidavit is going to look, it's not going to be helpful to anybody. So what Judge Reinhart said is that the government can propose uh, a redacted version, but that he may have additional thoughts as to what actually should be covered up. But one other thing, Larry, that I think um, is, bears to be mentioned, we, we spend a lot of time, we as a court of public opinion, we spend a lot of time saying that Donald Trump is not above the law. Well, he's also not below the law, meaning he deserves the same protections as anybody else in that position. And to that point, uh, I found it curious, interesting, and I have my own ideas. But I wondered what you made of the fact that although Donald Trump himself weighed in on Truth Social, a court of public opinion, nobody from his team weighed in in a court of law. In other words, they were there. The lawyers were there watching the hearing on Thursday, but they didn't speak up, nor did they file anything on his behalf. Uh, asking for a release of the complete affidavit. Why do you think they refrained from going that route publicly and legally and actually on the record? I I think maybe they're just going to wait till next Thursday to see what uh, the judge decides regarding the the redactions that are made and uh, whether the judge accepts that or not. Uh, But hopefully they have their own strategies. I think uh, Trump has a really good team of lawyers But I'll tell you, Wendy, from my perspective, I don't think even from just a factual perspective, I don't think there's been a more persecuted, a more investigated politician in the history of our country. And they just will not let him go. And they had him up there in New York the uh, the very week that they did the uh, the raid on his house and they were investigating him for something else. And uh, it just seems like. Every which way he turns, they're trying to bring him down. And I've just never seen anything like that. Uh, You know, it's interesting. He's been in business for so many years. Um, He's been no stranger to litigation. He files it. He's sued all the time. He almost seems to thrive a bit in this uh, kind of adversarial mode. Um, It's interesting. You know, you say he's always under investigation. And and I, I think you use the word persecuted. 
Remember that the last time he was audited, he basically said he's been audited nonstop, you know, for decades. Uh, Mm -hmm. The next time we do a segment on those however many thousand new IRS agents, I can only imagine they're probably going to have even more people combing through his files. But one thing that uh, I think is going to happen between now and next week is obviously the Department of Justice said they don't want to compromise sources and methods and confidential informants and everything else, including the roadmap. In other words, to reveal too much would be a roadblock that would uh, block their ability to continue this investigation. Um, Nobody wants that. I can't imagine, obviously Donald Trump would probably like that, but if he's also pushing to make the affidavit public, you have to wonder whether he can take that stance knowing it will never be public, or is there another reason the lawyers aren't weighing in publicly? And let me give you something else sort of to, to think about here. Um, you you brought up a very good point. Uh, the affidavit, uh, the search warrant was executed while um, Donald Trump was in New York City before, right before a meeting with Attorney General Letitia James on another case. What a week for him, right? Although mm. I'm sure every probably uh, just as busy. But it's interesting also that the genesis of this investigation, this raid on Mar-a-Lago, doesn't come from, you know, thinking they're going to find bodies buried on the property, but from an unlikely source, the National Archives. In other words, this isn't about whether or not he paid taxes or uh, anything about who he hired. It's about retaining documents. It's about the Espionage Act, holding on to documents he shouldn't have, obstruction of justice, uh, classification. So it's almost about, it's about paper. It's not about the kinds of things that we've been arguing about. We, people have been arguing in the court of public opinion for the last four years. Do you find that curious or is is that just kind of a red herring? Uh, it is definitely curious, but to me, 100%, they are going after him because they do not want him to run for president in 24. They do not want him to have influence in this upcoming election in 2022. They would prefer that these candidates that are winning left and right when they get an endorsement start to lose, that people start to go away from him. It's a total witch hunt, in my opinion, a total witch hunt. It is so obvious, and it just amazes me that people can't see the timing of this. Why didn't they go after the Hunter by, um, Biden laptop, which contains so much data where he was cooperating and getting money from Russia and China and always referring 10% for the big guy? Well, everybody knows who the big guy was. No look into that. What about the 33,000 emails that Hillary Clinton uh, deleted with bleach bit and they broke up her phones, her people broke up her phones and her tablets with hammers? That's provable fact. How about Sandy Berger, who was part of the Clinton administration, who stuffed secret documents in his pants, walked out, got caught for it. Nothing happened. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Hey, Larry, one idea is uh, perhaps with the uh, exception of Hillary Clinton, uh, Hunter Biden isn't endorsing anybody in an election and, and that endorsement isn't carrying anyone across the finish line. Donald Trump is the shadow candidate on the November election. So he is kind of on the ballot in the midterms in terms of who he endorses. We just saw with the defeat of Liz Cheney that his endorsement is powerful. Why don't we think, or why don't people think on both sides of the aisle that this investigation will only raise his profile and perhaps even make his endorsement more powerful? Exactly. And what about this, Wendy? Did this raid, and I'm calling it a raid, did that 
permanently damage the office of the president, regardless of who's holding the office, where you will go. It's never been done before since George Washington, not even in George's time. And they've done that. They've kind of set a new low. And it's very frightening. It's kind of a tactic of a tyranny where you see in a a, a third world type of a country. So... uh, I just hope it, it, I just believe in fairness and truth. However, that comes out. I just want fairness and truth to prevail. Yeah, I think that's a great way to sort of wrap this up. And this will be kind of the bow around this argument is I, I started off the segment by basically saying, you know, Donald Trump is not above the law, nor is he below the law. Lady Justice is blind, but she can feel the weight of those scales in her hand. And you just want to make sure that whatever is done is that proper balance of the equities without regard for politics. And we also hope that's the way that Judge Reinhardt approaches his decision next week as to what to what to uh, disclose. And by the way, Larry, you and I both know that's just going to be the start of the negotiation. I don't think we're going to see a version next week. But thank you all for joining us. And we will be talking about this no doubt next Saturday. This is Today with Dr. Wendy, headlines of the silver lining. Have a great week, everyone, and God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.